You don't want to be alone. People. Everything is about people. Everything in this life that's worth a damn. What's your name? Morgan Jones. Um, you can call me Ann. Welcome to Fear Me. Stuart and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 106. Woo! Like we just did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's been a full 24 hours. We were just here. Um, wow, 106, huh? Nice. Yeah. Nice. And we have our special guest tonight, uh, Melissa McClure. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Welcome to the show. She's a listener of ours that has been dying to try this out. And we're dying to hear some input. Terrified <laughs> to try this out. <laughs> you will be fine. It's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We just happen to be taping it. <laughs> <laughs> for the entire world. Ah, it just will live on forever. That's okay. Yeah. It's like campfire talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so just grab your beer. Everything will be good. That's right. Speaking of which, what are you drinking, Melissa? Yeah, what you got, Melissa? I am drinking a Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, and they are out of Elmsford, New York, and I'm drinking a Sixborough Pilsner. Mm. Oh, mm. Pilsner. What do you think? Good? It's a little too hoppy for me. But I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and getting away from the Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> you and Stuart could be pals. <laughs> yeah. Well, not Miller. <laughs> no, Stu's the Paps Blue Ribbon Clown. So, Stuart, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Red Hair Brewing just came out with a new Berliner Weiss. And this one is a strawberry, with brewed with strawberries. And it is called, well, bless her tart. <laughs> Isn't that oh, cute? Oh, Lord. How is it, Stuart? It's it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah, really? It's good, yeah. Taste it. You want to try it? Yeah. It's going to ruin the other beer for you, but enjoy. Mm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just super fruity. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's got a weird, a... funky taste. I don't know. Yeah, there's been a lot of these coming out recently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, one's, that one's all right. It's okay. It's not bad. What do you got? Okay, so I'm drinking... Give Your Hops Away by Southern Pro- Southern Pines Brewing Company out of Southern Pines, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's a Citrus Haze New England IPA. Yeah, that's one I had and the other night on our podcast. What do you think? It's actually better after drinking that strawberry yeah, one. All right, good. That made it better. Yeah, it's Because it's, it's, the red hair is that bad, huh? It's <laughs> all right. I'm not crazy about it. It's not as hoppy as I would want it to be. There's definitely the citrus bite I, to that it. I think that would be a plus in my book. Really? I think, yeah. That's oh. not too hot. Well, I mean, I like it, it. the New England IPAs are a little smoother. They're not so uh, not so crisp yeah. as the West Coast IPAs. Um, yeah. I really love that one, to tell you the truth. I thought it was one of my favorites. 
Well, like most beers, it'll probably grow on me. By the end of the night, I'll love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Can't taste it anymore? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you have, Scott? <laughs> I'm drinking one that you guys gave me called uh, Prince of Pilsen. It's a hoppy pilsner from uh, Three Taverns Brewery in Decatur, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Decatur. Yep. Yep. Um, Just south of us. I don't drink a whole lot of pilsners, but this one's really good. This is mm-hmm. Yeah, I had excellent. that one last night. It's excellent It's a pilsner. pilsner with more more flavor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it doesn't taste like uh, the typical pilsners you usually get around here, which are usually pretty watered-down pilsners. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's, this one's got some... Yeah, this is really smooth and nice. It's a very good German beer. I like awesome. it. Awesome. Very okay. much so. And uh, Melissa, of course, was laughing her ass off when she heard uh, you on your drinking the beer that she gave you. The uh, <laughs> What was that one called? Uh, uh, I don't remember now. Uh, of course you don't remember. It's from District exactly. 9 Brewing. Brewing. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. What was it? Escape Velocity. Escape Velocity. Oh. That's right. And I totally escaped <laughs> Planet Earth that night. Yeah, that was by awesome. my brain. That was nice knowing you. See you in the hefty. morning, brain. That was a really good beer. <laughs> For yeah, what you was, remember. It also it doubles yeah. as a really good wine. <laughs> that is strong <laughs> super yeah. strong and yummy so thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it made for great conversation yes it did it was a, or at it least was. entertaining it wasn't really great but it was entertaining conversation exactly okay <laughs> sorry what are, we, what are we getting into okay guys we are here for the fear of the walking dead season four episode one season premiere what's your story what is your story? What is your story? <laughs> you looking at me? Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was awesome. I, I um, it, it, you know, it's weird because it was almost like the start of a new series completely. I mean, we, we kind of said reboot, whatever, but you've got three fantastic characters. Morgan, we know, but they're, he's introduced into a new setting and Al and John, Dory. And I thought, um... Those two alone, Al and John, were uh, very strong. Mm-hmm. And you would, at this point, you would have thought you had been sick of Morgan dealing with his inner demons. <laughs> yeah. But in this set, in this setting, the way he set up, it, I mean, it's extremely entertaining. And I think in last night I was talking about um, how it was funny going into this one. It almost seemed like Morgan was kind of in this interview process, and all these people kept showing up to to talk to him separately to try right. and tell him. You know how important he was to society and stuff, but it almost was—it was almost a little funny. You know when these people kept showing up, and like the next one was, you know, knocking on the door to, to come in and talk to him. Um, well, you can see why he left. <laughs> he got annoyed. Well, but I mean, it—it it was almost like a goodbye parade for him. Yeah, but uh, the next scenes where he's, you know, he's escaping, he's getting in a car. He's, like he said, he's—he's he's driving, he's running, he's walking, whatever. It's it's this kind of solitary desolation that he's dealing with his own trying to figure himself out, and uh, I think Scott, you kind of nailed it on the head. Like by the time he actually gets to meeting John and Al, he's almost kind of figured stuff out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not sure if that's going to really carry that way. You know, I, I have a feeling that he'll end up uh, going to Crazy Town again. But um, no, it's great. I I loved it. I thought it was really good, and I almost wanted to talk about it more than I did the Walking Dead finale. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was really good. Yeah. Melissa, what'd you think? I was totally stoked about it. I loved the photography. 
as someone who, after a really long day, I need to be alone. Like I totally get Morgan needing to be alone and everybody <laughs> keep coming in. I mean, it's, it's an introvert's nightmare to keep having all those people come and bug you. Like I get why he took off. I do too. He was annoyed. Like, stop coming to my house. <laughs> leave me alone for 24 days or so. I mean, we don't really know the timeline, but I totally get why he bolted. And I was really excited about that. I kind of wish that uh, someone else had come to visit him. Uh, maybe Maggie. I wish Maggie mm. had come to visit him just so we could get a little peek into what was going on in her head. But I liked it mm. that Carol came. Rick made his appearance. And... We knew Jesus would be there giving him therapy. Exactly. <laughs> Good old Jesus, yes. As he is wont to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, about you, Scott? Um, I loved it. I think it was one of my favorite episodes of this show, period. I, I thought it was great. I didn't look at it. I, I didn't, or I tried not to look at it as a reboot. Uh, an overhaul of a... An overhaul of a a fun overhaul of a already good show, and um, but the uh, the these new characters, the chemistry between the three of those characters was fantastic. It was an odd chemistry. I mean, you wouldn't have expected it. Even Morgan and John together had a great chemistry, and and I really uh, I just really was excited about the the, the two new characters. Um, I'm really really loved Althea and her big truck. The SWAT, yeah. <laughs> SWAT vehicle. Um, so I was having a lot of fun of it. Let me ask you this. Did you at all think about the fact that season three ended with a cliffhanger? No. Uh, no. I know. Exactly. Yeah, not, not at all. Not at Were all. You, yeah, I know. At the end, actually, I didn't even think about it until someone made a comment on Twitter. Yeah. And said, oh, but I was really wondering what happened at the end. I was like, you know what, I didn't even think about that. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I was, I was actually exactly completely pulled into the story. So yeah, I so mean, they well did that... such a great job with that story. You, you just really didn't even care about last season, you know? Nope. It, and, and I thought also one other thing too is, uh, Stu and Kim, you guys would probably recognize this. Um, you know, um, Evan Goldberg is one of the showrunners now mm-hmm. and, and you know, his last thing he was doing was preacher. Right. And did you recognize some of the some of the uh, stylized filming and so forth that was done in this? That it was very much like Preacher. The the very monotone colors, the muted colors were very yes. much from that. Even the um, the introduction, the title introduction, you know, fear. Yes, the love I did that, notice that. That was yeah. very much from Preacher. The way it was done, yes. it was almost even the same music. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, and he brought that humor to the show too. He brought, mm-hmm. you know, the little bit of uh, uh, John Dorian's, his uh, humor was, was really great and so forth. So um, anyway, there was there was so much I really liked about it. Um, and I also think Morgan, it really, I wasn't sure how I would feel about Morgan in a crossover, but it really turns out Morgan is maybe the best character to do the crossover because mm-hmm. he's so troubled and brooding that the other characters he meets and so forth really pop off the page. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. their personalities really become the feature. And Morgan is just kind of the kind of the uh, nucleus that they're, they're moving around. Um, but you really got a good feel for these two other characters, um, you know, personalities and so forth. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, two thumbs up for this one for me. 
Well, it's kind of like what we were, what I was discussing last night was the fact that Morgan was one of the few that you feel like they illustrate there's something going on in his head a little bit more by the music, by the sounds, like the, you know, the shuddering or whatever, you know, when he starts going a little crazy with Henry and the, survi- the survivors when they come back into the hilltop right. camp. Right. And, you know, I mean, there's physically you understand there's something more going on. Like you're supposed to assume there's more mental stuff going on with Rick. Yes. But they really do illustrate it a lot more with Morgan. So when he is on his walkabout, when he's running away, which Rick said he, you can't run, but he's running. Um, yep. You, have, you hear all those inner voices the entire time of the things that he's remembering and the things that he's dealing with. Yeah. The scene uh, where he's at the crossroads. And he's, yeah. he, everything yep. is playing in his head. And, and he said, you know, he said something right there. I forgot exactly what he said. He what? said something like, I, I figured it out. Or, no, no, he said, he's, yeah, he I says, know what it is. Is that what it was? I'll know what it is. Or I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, the thing, the same thing that the ghosts were telling him. Or you that's know what, what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's what you know. Remember, it, right, yeah. You right, remember Gavin yeah. said that to him? Yep. That's right. I yep. did not make that connection. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kim, so Kim, what, what did you think? Yeah, so I really liked it. I loved it. Um, it's one of my favorite episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. But here's where my concerns lie. And I actually feel a little bit better now that you said what you said, Scott. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Kim's starting her, her missus right now. Oh, <laughs> I am. Good. Okay. Well, she's got plenty. Yeah, I do. Um, So my concern is that this felt very much like The Walking Dead when we watched it. And I don't want it to go in that direction. However, when Nick and all those guys came on the screen at the very end, I was like, I don't fucking care what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Get back to to John Dory and Althea. I know. I was enjoying watching those three so much that when... Well, especially when I saw Strand, I was like, ah, Strand. <laughs> <laughs> I care more about the other three people than I the I could watch a cast. whole series with just those three. I mean, I really. Enjoy, I mean, in I their enjoy truck. Strand. I mean, it, I enjoy Strand on his own, but Strand in the bush, like, sneaking up on someone. That's just Strand not in strand. the bush. That just sounds weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> that doesn't go with his character at all, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> But actually, but you know, actually, I thought I thought the ending was great. I mean, I thought the way that it, it just left you with so many curious questions. You know, oh my god, I agree what with happened you there. to them? There's questions, what happened to but them? I, I think, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. But I don't really care about that core group anymore. I, I never really cared about them that much. But um, the storyline was going so well that when they got when they that kind of lame, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chicanery, the ambush. Yeah, that 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 was just like, eh, really? That, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that seemed like a weaker weaker play. They could have done something more. Yeah, but but saying that, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead needs to have its own feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to be separate from the Walking Dead. It has to stand alone. So that's where my concern lies, that it's not, that now it's they're, going way too much Walking Dead. They're going to try and bring it back to what what made Walking Dead successful. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was the I kind don't of think thing so. with the fear. Fear always had just a slightly different feel to it. 
I still um, I, I still disagree with you on that. I think it still does have a very much of a different feel to it. Um, I, I like I said, I thought the influence of of Goldberg with the with the preacher had that was much more influential on the storyline I thought than than the Walking Dead, the moodiness of the image and and so forth. You know, the Walking Dead's you know a lot of times the background and so forth really isn't all that important. You know, but in and this that, one, you, it really was. You do see that in a lot of um, the clips. That like everything is kind of it, it has like you're saying like more of a monotone color. Yeah, it's either like really warm, hot yellow kind of feel to it, or it's you know kind of depressing blue grays. You know, everything's desaturated. Yeah, it's got it's uh, got a, a mud color. mud wash on it a lot of times. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So what else did you think about it, Kimmy? Other than that, I just, I totally dig the new characters. I think they are amazing. John Dory is probably my favorite character on TV right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would love to see him with Eugene and see how they interact with each other. And I also, I think that it's so funny. funny that he and Dillahunt ends up on this because it was rumored that he was going to be Negan a long time ago. Yeah. And he even uh-huh. play, played it out on Twitter. Uh-huh. He yeah. had like, I don't know what he was, he was dressed up for something that kind of seemed like a Negan type character and he had like blood going down the side of his and he's like what do you guys think Negan and that was when they were like who's going to be Negan who's going to be Negan right yeah they were he was yeah, such so, a tease yeah he was teasing it big time which you know he would have been a like look wise he would have been a good Negan but I'm glad they didn't cast him as a Negan no no he's, he's yeah he, he's, he's not as brutal well he's evidently played this this kind of a little bit of a simpleton character on a show recently i can't remember what they were saying um well he was on raising hope, raising hope. and he was yeah he was yeah. like that yeah yep yeah he's so he's kind of a yeah he's he's a little slow let's say maybe but uh a little undercooked but he's i love the gunslinger aspect of him though that's yep. really cool me too it, it did remind me of a stephen king mm-hmm. well except that guy's more dark and mysterious than than john is john's just very talkative Yes. I, well, I yeah, I like the fact that he you don't really know everything about him. I mean, he's he's um, he seems innocent. He seems mm-hmm. like, you know, he doesn't have all the experiences. But at the same time, he's hinting that he does. You know, he does. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't show it quite as much. But he's had those experiences. Good many of them, it seems like. I don't I don't know, well, Stu, because he kind of was insinuating that he was just kind of hanging out, you know, kind of hiding in his shack for years. Did he say he was hiding in his shack? I don't remember him saying that. I don't remember that either. Yeah, during his speech at the beginning, he talks about he was in a he had his house and he hadn't talked to somebody in a year, and then and then he was talking about well, actually he said no, actually I I I, that's not true. I did have a woman come, and that's when he started talking about Laura. But like Mm. he said, you know, he said he said if there isn't really anybody out there, then I'll I'll go quiet again and maybe not talk (laughs) for another year. So, yeah. was, one of my favorite lines was when he was like, platypus. Yeah, when he was yes. saying Pasta. words. He was, yeah, he was practicing words. <laughs> Am I talking too loud? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, he was using the uh, mouth Yeah, that whole, that whole narrative was awesome. His dialogue <laughs> really was. was great. I bet he seems like a really fun guy to hang out with, but I bet for him, that was a really fun monologue to mm-hmm. do. Oh, yeah. Well, he had a, some really good lines. It was an impressive one. I mean, it was pretty long. What do you okay? So since we're talking about him, like, what do you think his story is? What do you think his background is? Well, what did he do? 
Uh, he, I mean, he's he's obviously been. Well, I shouldn't say obvious. To me, he he seemed like he was uh, a trick shooter kind of guy. Because mm-hmm. he's there's something about the special guns, right? And he's good with them. They're calling him the gunslinger, right? So um, he was quick. Yeah, he was an, good. He was trained pistols. Yeah, so I maybe, don't know. Maybe I, he did reenactments since he's in Texas. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, to me, it felt like he was like with some small circus or something like right. that. But it might not right. have been. It might not have been that much. But <laughs> he, was, he was a circus performer. <laughs> he could have been a circus performer. That would have been sweet. <laughs> he's been living on the circus grounds ever since this went. That's down. why he's giving candy out. Oh, the candy. He's you know the kids are around. You got here. You go, kids. Have a piece of candy. No, actually, he did mention that about his girlfriend, wife, or whatever had a sweet tooth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With the licorice, blackjack licorice, yes. which my grandpa also used to like. Yeah, that's an acquired taste. <laughs> what do you think, Melissa? What do you think his story is? Well, he's definitely had uh, a true love, and he's lost her. It may be somebody that he worked with, but he's pretty simple. He talked a lot about reading, so I don't think he's got a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> not, not one of the local... Uh, professors from the local college I, I don't think so i don't he's probably got some sweet valley highs in the back of that truck that he reads for fun <laughs> oh my god i haven't heard that book in a long Goodness. time well he was reading love story Jeez, i haven't seen that in a long time yeah yeah but again that that is related to the love that he had lost and maybe he had to put her down oh no but he's still looking for her he's still looking but he for has her. yeah but maybe her. he did put Maybe she is dead though, and she's wandering around as a walker. Or maybe he's and looking. He's maybe it. she's no, gone, but so. he's looking for Why the not? other gun. Well, there's speculation on the internet that the person that he lost is actually the other gun. You're right. Oh, that's that's his his woman. Mm-hmm. Was the other gun? Yes. Okay. And he named it. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to like really look back at or listen to exactly what he was saying. But he did say that they had relations. Well, that would be a little weird. Yes. But if so. he was holed up in a shack by himself, <laughs> he might have had relations Anything with a possible. gun. That's mm-hmm. a little weird, creepy. But uh, hey, yep, you know things happen. Yeah. In the apocalypse. And uh, I, yeah. Stuart, I could totally see Stuart doing that. That is... What the hell was that? That's just wrong. I'm Jesus. just going to go shack up with my gun. You'll find yeah, me back right. down yonder near the creek. <laughs> I'm getting all cleaned up. If you know, if it goes off, you know what happened. Well, <laughs> Stuart, I don't, whole, I don't know how another you walked reasoning into that for, uh, protecting your Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take my gun away. <laughs> Why this. is that? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to take this gun from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. At least it's your hands. Exactly. Uh, oh. awesome. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I honestly, I did. I felt like there was there was a sharpness to him, though. Um, that I think you know he he might seem and play. And say more simple, simple lines or innocent lines, but I think he was a lot sharper than you think? we might give him credit for at the start. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so, so too. Actually, I think so. I don't know. I He's... see some innocence with him. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm but not it's sure. it's like a playful innocence. I think more mm-hmm. more playful. 
Yeah, he seems to know what's up. Like, he was sharp enough when Morgan was getting ready to leave where all the trailers were, the trailer park dealership, Yeah, whatever it was. Um, he was the one who noticed the car out in the woods and was right. like, hold up, yeah. and leave. Right, yeah, I mean, uh, right I wouldn't away. have recognized that car. But, and then the, the playfulness is like when he says, oh, sorry for shooting your gun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Right. <laughs> when he right. shot the gun out of the guy's hand. But even when um, when Morgan... <laughs> this, he knows he's is, in deep is, shit at that point. Right. Is <laughs> this the appropriate time to say, I'm sorry I shot that gun out of your hand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the socks. Don't forget the socks. Oh, yeah, He's socks. like, sorry they got corn on them yeah. since they're part of your feet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Said, what did sorry. he say? He said, I had a... What do you say? I have a ton. I had a ton and a half popcorn. Still got some left. You want me to make some? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I still got a bunch left. No, but when Morgan found that that Jeep again, and the guy had become a walker and was walking down the road. Yes. He he totally entertained Morgan, and and when Morgan was like, I gotta know, I gotta check. He was like, All right, let's go check. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't. What am I looking for? He didn't like make fun of him or anything. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I did. I wouldn't have expected oh. him to. No, I mean, he so takes, nice. he takes he people seriously. Yeah. yeah, he takes people seriously. I mean, it's right. And yeah. he sees an importance in Morgan, too. Now, it might be the fact that he hasn't seen anybody in a year. I think he feels that way about a lot of people. I mean, he he took to Althea the same way. I mean, yeah. you know, when she wanted to find out about his story, he was more than willing to talk to her about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. and they even made a couple of connections. I'm trying to remember what he said. They were talking something about truth. Oh, I can't. God, it escapes me now. But, but, uh, but John said something like that, and Althea was sitting in the driver's seat, and she was like, "Yep, that's right." And uh, so, you know, he—it's not that—it's not that he's—he's—he's uh, he's not—he doesn't have any intelligence. It's just that um, I think he's—I don't know—he's—he's he's a little bit underdeveloped. I think he's simple. <laughs> he's simple. He's simple. Yeah. He's like um, he's country strong. He is <laughs> country strong. He's he's got that yeah he's got that street cred. Mm-hmm. Well, he's street a little cred. bit he's a little bit like Tom Cullen in uh, yes he's M O O N that that spells Tom Cullen from the Stand. Mm-hmm. Yes, Stephen King's yes. The Stand, right? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. M O O N the Stand. Grapes of Wrath, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh no. Um, that, of well, mice no, and yeah, men. those guys. Of mice and mice men. And men. Oh, yes. thank you. Again, no, no, that's like You're talking about Lenny. To totally to. Yeah. Lenny. I mean, he's not as simple as Lenny. I mean, my God. But... I want to love him and pet him. But he and... kind of reminded me of him. Uh, okay. I, and I... That's 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 what I'm saying. That's that seems more like his outwardly, like his playfulness, kind of messing with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think that's truly him. Yeah, but you know, like like Melissa was saying, though Tom Collin was. He was definitely very childlike, but he had mm-hmm. a he had an inner understanding of things. Yeah. And, you know, it was a it was very deep, but it was in there. And he evaluated things on a intellectual level that people weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And I would say you probably exactly. see that with John. Because he like you said, he did kind of go into a mode where he was, you know, he was very alert to things. Um mm-hmm. Um, and he was also very sensitive to people. Yes. You know, trying to help them. And the fact that he was following Morgan around like a little puppy was... Trying to protect him. Yeah, yeah. But he just would not let him go. He was constantly no. behind him. 
Why do you think he was like that? Was it just because Morgan was the first person he has seen in a year, like a child imprinting to a mother? I think so. I mean, I think that's a real good way of putting it. And he trusted him from the start, too. Yeah, so, I mean, he had nobody else. Mm-hmm. But um, even though Morgan was ran away from him, he still went to find him. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing is that, you know, he ends up following Morgan uh, when they when he comes up on that trap, which is the tent that has the lantern on. Oh, man, did anybody else gets jump? The head. When, yeah, did anybody else jump when Morgan got that smack in the head? Yes, oh, very I did. much so. For sure. <laughs> that one, that was one of the few times they really caught me by surprise with something like that. Morgan's head was like 100 feet tall when I was watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, <laughs> Melissa, I don't the know if you know, they went and saw it at the theater. And they were sitting on the second row. Oh, nice. Date night. Yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> Recliner. Yes. I wouldn't recline enough. I wanted to lay down flat so I could see the top of the screen. But then if you lay down flat, you can't drink your beer and you choke on your popcorn. Mm. Yes. Both of which I did. Nice. <laughs> and then you turn into a walker. Yes. That would be scary. They need to do a scene like that where, like, people are in the um They needed theater. to have people sneak up on you in the theater. Like, all of a sudden, just be like, well, I was hoping they would do that, especially yeah. since they were doing makeup on that guy. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Anyways, we digress. I mean, it would have been awesome if it happened to somebody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but well, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Popcorn flying everywhere. God damn it. <laughs> Get, they probably get punched out. God. <laughs> oh, what an idiot! All right. <laughs> hey, did you notice when uh, when uh, Morgan was uh, leaving the heaps when he was packing up that he packed up his clear helmet? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty nice. Little his touch. riot riot gear helmet. Yep. Yeah, I, I noticed. I didn't notice him packing it up, but I noticed he had it on his bag when he was hiking. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, of that whole situation, how how long do you think it took for him to travel to Texas? Uh, I mean, we don't have... I would say weeks. No weeks. Idea, right? Weeks. No, actually, I'll take it back. No were they trying? Yeah, I was going to say, were they trying to portray the seasons as he's walking along, too? That's what I was wondering, because it got a little crunchy there. Yeah. Like leaves and frost, maybe. And Lots what, of leaves, yeah. And when he found that one car, he was all bundled up with a scarf and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think it was longer than it was a good bit longer than that. So, a year. A year. Mm. I don't think it was that long. I mean, he took at least two vehicles, and he's only going from Virginia to Texas. Let's so. say six months. Okay. Yeah, he was because yeah, I mean, he was getting he was getting vehicles, but how long does that get you? Let's say seven <laughs> months. Yeah, six and a half. Well. When um Sold. when he and <laughs> when Morgan ended up at the crossroads, yes. I thought that was a really deep scene mm-hmm. because he sat down, barely moved. It seemed like and it sounded it to me. It looked like he was there for maybe one night. I don't think he was there that long right. before he made the decision to start traveling. But I think if I remember correctly, he had voices going through his mm-hmm. head. Right? Yeah. And he was trying to like come and a lot of it, a most of it was was Rick, yeah, yeah, yep. But when like those you, you, when, you can hide, but you can't run was the big thing that kept coming coming through. Exactly, that's yeah. right, that's right. When the people were coming to the trash heap and trying to talk him into going back to 
the kingdom and wherever else. It was it, it almost felt like cathartic to me because he was there long enough that he was by himself, but also there with the people that cared about him. Mm-hmm. And he had to make that choice between do I go back to what is comfortable and people that I know, or do I strike out on my own to try to find myself? And when he went to the crossroads, it was like the song, you know, with the devil going to the crossroads mm-hmm. and making a pact with the devil with your soul. Um, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the movie. Yeah, <clears throat> It felt like that to me when he was leaning up against the barrel and all of a sudden he was like, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. And that is he's got to go out on his own and find himself. I, I just also, really liked that scene. It was very strong to me. I also felt like him. He was he was also debating which way to go. Because yes. he, he was examining the different roads, and he was trying yes, he to was. decide. The one, I don't know if you noticed, but the one I don't think he ever looked at was back. Correct. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, too. I, I think he and... was trying to figure out east, west, south. Which way am I going? It was very symbolic. I don't think Morgan could go back. I don't think he could allow himself to go back because he loves people, and when he loves them, he loses them. He may think he's mm-hmm. the cause or the curse or he didn't do enough to stop people from dying. He wouldn't go back because he did love them. And he I also he well also said. realizes because of that that he's also scared of losing his mind. And he knows when he's mm-hmm. attached to somebody and he loses them, he loses himself. And right. that so mm-hmm. he's got a lot of fear of that too. He doesn't want to get tight with people because if he, you know, he knows what happens to him when he loses people he cares for. Well, and, uh, you know, I mean, the, he is physically running, but he, he can't run because what he's running from is what is, is happening inside him and in his own right. mind. So right. he can't get away with it. He's got to deal with it. His whole exodus was fantastic, though. Yeah. It really was. But but then when he meets John mm-hmm. and he keeps trying to run away from John, I mean, he's still running. Well, you know, that was the interesting thing because it, it, he goes and tries to help that other guy in the, the uh, Jeep Wagoneer. Yeah, yeah the guy and with like, the bad leg. Right. Yeah, and he leaves him milk and something else, and the guy was like, "Don't give me anything. Get out of here." Uh, he still feels responsible for that guy because he left him. Mm-hmm. And it's in, what I guess what I'm saying is what's interesting is that even though he's running away from people and he wants to be in solitude, he's not necessarily when he sees people, he's not like, "Boom, out of there." You well, know. Well, but he was. Not, you remember he runs into that one crowd of people that are walking through the fields when he comes out of the woods in that one scene. Oh, and, that's true. Yeah, and he got quiet and that's then right, went in the right. other direction. So yeah, he was true. trying but, to know, avoid people. But he never ends the show. He, I mean, he goes through the whole show always wanting to to leave. I mean, he never at any point... The only time he decides to stay with them is because of his leg. Yep. Otherwise, but he would have been gone. It's human nature to want to be with other people to for both for comfort, for safety, for resources, for everything like that. So he, it's like it's a very internal struggle, just even with his with his mind and with his biology. Just um, you know, what is the right choice? Do you, if you're alone, you could very easily go insane too. Mm-hmm. Just like John was kind of saying that he hasn't spoken to anybody in a year, and to hear his own voice again was like amazing to him. Yep. He's never talked to himself in that entire year. But I really but do I really do feel that Morgan is absolutely terrified of losing his mind. You know. I would be too. Because when he, you know, he even says that to Rick one time. He says, "I'm not right." 
And I think I think part of the reason he runs away is because he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to care about people. He, he, because he knows that that's a bad that's there's a bad track record of that for him. Well, and I think like Melissa was saying that it's it's more about him having an effect on people. The reason that they're dying off around him has something to do with him, because mm-hmm. he you know at the end of the season he's actually saying, "I don't die, I don't die," and that's a problem to him because everybody else around him is dying mm-hmm. and he can't do anything about it. Good point. So he's, you know, he's trying to get away from something that he thinks he's causing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so it's twofold. Well, in the event yep. of a zombie apocalypse, the first place I'm going to is the Walgreens. I'm getting all the Xanax. I'm getting all the Prozac. <laughs> I'm getting all the psychotropic meds. I don't care about the any of the Oxycontin or any of that nonsense. I'm getting drugs that help me feel good and not be crazy. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Or exactly. can just kill you. <laughs> exactly. So if you decide to off yourself, you got to have a game plan. Yeah. So we've all decided we're going to <laughs> Melissa's house when yeah. the apocalypse happens. Right. Yeah, right. It's feel good time. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just going to sit around a table and be happy. And if I'm on the road running away, the first person I find that says, "Oh, I was a psychiatrist in my past life," I'm like, I'm "Just going to go with you guys. I'm just going to stick with yeah, you." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm hitching my That's wagon. That's a very here. good point. Hmm. Very good idea. So, what about Althea? She's an interesting character, and of course, this is the girl from Lost. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, uh, Maggie Green. Yes. Yes. I loved her. Mm-hmm. So, Al is a journalist. Mm-hmm. How With in the world did she get that Badass vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle's awesome. And a yep. super butch um, haircut. Love it. Yep. Yes. I love her haircut. Actually, my son has that same haircut. <laughs> I love. I loved her line. I mean, I loved her line in the beginning when she said, "I like new people." You yeah, know? yeah. That was, I yeah. That was they great. played that one so much though. It was like, ah, oh, why'd you have to ruin it? But in it was way, so. But it was... it was so nice to hear it in the context that it was in. Yeah. And yes. uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I love the way she dealt with the bad guys. And uh, yeah. So are we to believe she's like a a barter, like a trader? type person because she had palm oils and what soup well she's yeah. yeah she's going around with her truck which she got knows cup, where she's cup of noodles the korean oh. type cup of noodles that's right with the yeah. kimchi with the kimchi seasoning. but she knew the bad guys mm-hmm. she'd come across them before knew mm-hmm. what they liked they knew her they knew her i they think, wanted her I think truck. she was known in the area would be my guess yep well if you have a truck like that that would make sense. But it not also d- did not that. seem like they were too aggressive trying to get it from her. Now, right? you know, the only thing I can guess on that is people have tried and it didn't work out too well for them. Because they, she always has her hand on yeah, the Yeah, they, they knew lever. what that handle was about. Um, yeah. But um, I, I just, uh, I find her, her character fascinating. You know, I, I mean, you're you're. She's a journalist, and she wants to record people after this. What I almost found even more interesting is the fact that we don't. She won't give her past either. Yeah. You know, Morgan tried what is to confirm. her story. Yeah. And and she kind of was. She wasn't giving it up. So I'm going to be interested to see where she came from. She hides behind that mm-hmm. camera. Yes, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Good point. <clears throat> I'd also like to know where she's getting all the gasoline at. Yeah, yeah that can't be a fuel-efficient car. Mm-mm. No, but Fan, it, may, it may have actually huge gas tanks on it, though. 
know. It's actually just a Prius with like a weird shell on top of it. <laughs> is that what it is? It did look a yeah, little weighted yeah, it's down. Like, yeah, it's actually. Her character reminded me of the whole premise of the book World War Z, not the Brad Pitt movie, but the book. Mm-hmm. Because the book is mm-hmm. documentation, yes. and I feel like her job is in her head is to document it for the future. Right. Mm, that's exactly. That's her driving that's her driving mission is to document everything she can and maybe because she has no other thing to her. Uh she's definitely she's definitely uh I would imagine I think we'll find out that she was like a action reporter or you know a uh uh correspondent. You know like a, yeah, like war, a war correspondent or something like that. So she knows how to take care of herself. I have to say that her character felt more like Fear the Walking Dead characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of get their backstory kind of quickly. Yeah. Um, and they're a little bit, they seem more realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas some of the Walking Dead characters are much more caricature, but, you know, more comic book like. And you, you're still, you're constantly trying to figure out where they came from. Mm-hmm. Here you're kind of getting their backgrounds a little bit more. Or a little bit. Like, you the, know, like the damn, the damn mm-hmm. people, you know, that yeah. from Fear the Walking Dead, you know. Yeah, and you know, Stuart, it, it's a good point, and it actually plays a little bit to what Kim was saying earlier about it being like The Walking Dead. Th- these characters are like The Walking Dead's original characters. Um, yeah, yeah, know, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, you know, they they ha- they're they're more believable. You know, mm-hmm. I always thought that Dale. I always identified with Dale. Uh, yeah, you know, love Dale. Guy yeah, in his true. guy in an RV, trying to mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do in this whole thing, and constantly trying to get it working again. Yeah. Yep. So you have a you have um, um, Althea, who's some kind of a war correspondent, we'll say, and she finds herself in this mess, and she does the only thing she knows how to do. She's going to report it. She's going to record it. She's going to be the. She's going to find. She's going to wait until there's a reason for someone to see it. And and you know I love the fact that she finally got Morgan to sit down and tell his story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's like uh, Morgan's breaking that facade a little bit. He's breaking down the wall. I love that, He's letting though. letting himself out. We are going to talk about that tiger later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when he starts, like, just saying some of the ridiculous things that he's kind of run into, it is kind of funny in a way, but... Um, Even he chuckled about yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Like, he's mm-hmm. not going to believe this. Yeah, but. he's like, it's a kingdom with a real king, and he's got a tiger. <laughs> and that's also very comic booky. For there to yeah, be a is. king it and is. a kingdom and a tiger. That's a very comic booky yeah. and very central to The Walking Dead, but not fear, which I kind of like. Yes, I yes. agree, yeah. I agree yeah. with that, too. Yeah. Well, so. it's, it's the humor in it. I mean, that's, again, they're instilling... That's the one thing you didn't find very often in Fear of the Walking Dead over the last three years was humor. There was barely any. But this, this had a nice little light smattering of humor in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I felt it was refreshing to have that in there. It wasn't, it wasn't humor that, that made the show silly, but it was humor that, that made you kind of laugh at the absurdity of the stuff that you've seen on the walking dead for the last eight years. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, True. if we are any example, People are not that serious all the time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you just can't be. You right. can't deal with reality if you're that serious all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Strand gave us his humor, a good bit of it. Yeah. You know, he was good. And that's when, you know, when um, he and, uh, oh, shoot, 
Madison. Yeah, when so when Strand Maddie. and Madison kind of walk off on their own and, and go have a drink every now and then, that's like the bit of humor that you would get out of the show. <laughs> so what is up with Nick and the crew? Like when um when I first saw them, saw Alicia on the road, she kind of looked like an old hag. I did not recognize her. And then come to find out they're all playing a trick on them and ambushing them. Yeah, I mean, where she have they looked, gotten in life that they have we to don't do this know. now? She, I we mean, don't even know. at the end, when when uh, when Althea says, uh, "So what's your story?" When she's mm-hmm. looking at her, she looked uh, she looked freaked out. Even yeah. then, you know, I mean, she was grungy and all. But then when you see the previews to the next episode and all, you see Strand all nice and clean and looking through a fence. And they're all in and, control and, and Madison yeah. in nice clothes and stuff like that. So I'm not sure. I. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott. It, it, it was hard to tell. Like, are they are they out of supplies? Have they been living it hard? Or actually, is the society they're they're in perfectly fine? They're just out hunting. Yeah, yeah. that's and, and you like see you see someone roll up in a huge military vehicle like that. I mean, obviously, you're going to probably be a little cautious. And they were pretty ballsy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even Nick. Even Nick. I didn't expect Nick to come running out of there with a gun, sticking it in no. someone's mm-hmm. face. But, I was uh, still trying to figure out what Alicia was using as a weapon because it looked like some kind of modified yeah, it looked like AR a, with a knife on the end of it. Or, or something. maybe it was a tennis racket. It's so hard to tell. <laughs> or a can opener. It could have been for very large cans, like big cans of pudding. Yep. yep. Oh, or, or, another Walking Dead throwback. Or a cup of soups. Cup of soup. Mm-hmm. Kimchi. Well, Kimchi cup. Madison's group... At least Madison always had the capacity to become the wolves or the saviors. Maybe yeah. that's or or the governor. Yeah, but that I mean, she doesn't have her nice little town walled off. But I can totally see her going down the anti-hero route. She was already halfway right. there anyway. Mm. And you know, you know, mm-hmm. Melissa, we've discussed it on the show. I think we're in favor of that happening. I would love to see yeah. that. I that would be. Cool. I would too. I think that would be a real neat turn. Now, I know um, Erickson, Scott Erickson? No, what was his name? The guy? Dave, Dave Erickson. His his thinking was that Madison would become like the governor. Yeah. But he's not on the show anymore. So Thank God. Right. But but I know that <laughs> I that's... Guess. I think he didn't agree with his thinking. Right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I don't think we're going to see that because I think that's what he wanted to do with it, but they went a different direction. So... Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see that with Madison, unfortunately. Now, it was interesting that Madison was not with them when they did their ambush either. I think Madison, wherever she is, is probably too high up to go and do stuff like yeah, that. She's, yeah, she's top dog. She's pulling yes. the strings. Mm-hmm. Right. She's but, in, a, in a throne with a puma. But that being said, Strand <laughs> was with them. A puma. Nice. Uh, too many big cats. <laughs> As I was like, saying, like an angry wombat. <laughs> she got a strand paper crown on. Lovely. Strand is with them. Mm-hmm. So is is he not in good graces? Oh, like, he is. He's you know, with them. With oh, well they I mean they're just they they know each other and trust each other. They're out. Who knows? Maybe they heard this huge vehicle come and they all ducked in the bushes out in the middle of nowhere. Got There's dirty. nothing around them at that point. Right. So got dirty and made up an ambush. Never. No, I, I would. Some exercise. Strand definitely looks like he's part of the group, so I don't think it's anything like that. Um, but I tell you what, I'm I'm psyched. I'm psyched to see the next episode. I want to see where this is going. I want to find out what happened to the Clarks. 
Was was Lucia in the ambush? Yes, Lucia. Yeah, yeah Luciana. She was. Yeah, she was there. Oh, sorry. Oh, I work with somebody named Lucia. I'm sorry. Right. Was Luciana there in the ambush? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, she was. She was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she came out there also. Yeah, there was that four does, of them. That doesn't seem like her jam either. So no, no. Some some bad stuff has happened, or Madison has brainwashed them all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's, it's curious. Uh, I certainly would not, you know, knowing them in the past, I wouldn't have expected them to ambush people. But uh, I don't know. That's what's going to make this fun. Well, Madison can't be away from her kids. She's too codependent. They're all enmeshed in this crazy codependent relationship. So she can't, I don't think she can leave at least Nick. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Alicia, I, Alicia I could see separating from her. Because Alicia, and Alicia to me is, um, that's why I always thought it would be kind of interesting to have uh, Madison go as, as kind of a governor character and have Alicia be the leader of the, of the other folks. Because Alicia was really stepping up in the leadership role, yeah, she at the was. end of the she last was. season, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I would, and which I thought was excellent. I thought that was great to see her because she was just, man, we hated her early. Remember, she was just a oh, whi- yeah. whiny little girl all the time. Yeah. Oh my god, just drove oh, us. Oh, you nuts. get, you guys did talk a lot of smack about her. <laughs> <laughs> We've come around though. I like her now. Oh, I do too, very much. But she's. When you think about it, she's still a child. She's a, she's mm-hmm. an eighteen year old kid. She's still yeah. a knuckle. She's still a knucklehead. But what's finally happening? <laughs> you know, you know, one thing though, Melissa, that's finally happening with her is that they always talked, you know, early on about the fact that she was self reliant because she had to take care of Nick and all this kind of stuff. But she never seemed to be self reliant. Now she, we're seeing the Alicia they talked about at the beginning of the show. We're seeing the one mm-hmm. who was self-reliant, who pulled Nick out of the gutter and took mm-hmm. care of him when Madison wasn't around. You know, yep. things like that. This is the Alicia we're starting to see now, and and I like this Alicia a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. She's a strong leader. Not mm-hmm. the complainer that was constantly um, reminding people of what she didn't get and that sort of thing. I mean, right. it was yeah, it was definitely someone that was uh, making things happen. When she, I mean, like at the end of the last season, when she's like down the storeroom and telling people what's what. Yeah. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she was. She was definitely taking charge of stuff, and and uh, and hopefully she's still on that kick because that was definitely a positive for the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good season. Well, I think we should uh, take a break. What yes. do you guys think? I think it's break time. Yes, definitely. And then when we'll come back, um, hit or miss. We're back, and we're going to do our hit or miss segment. Um, Stu, why don't you take us out this week? All right. I was hoping you were going to call on me. My hit was, uh, well, it's not a surprise. My hit was John Dory. I thought Mm -hmm. he was a great character, and I I loved 
everything about him. I really mm-hmm. did. I thought he made the entire episode. I think. I think Al was great, but I mean, he carried it from the start. And Dillahunt was a perfect choice casting uh, choice for this mm-hmm. character for sure. So that's he all was I'm a nice. Say. He was a nice surprise. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Stu. You're, it's interesting because he, he was not the character I was expecting. No. I was expecting the, I the, the sullen uh, gunslinger type yes. guy. Um, he was the opposite of what I was expecting. And, and it was, I was looking forward to the gunslinger guy. You know, I was looking forward to the dark gunslinger guy. But mm-hmm. once I got into him, I really, I really started enjoying him as a character. He was refreshing. There's more than one yeah. side to him. He's dark gunslinger, but he's also your grandma giving you candy in church to make you be quiet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <It's very true>. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you're 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 kind of probably relating him to the the uh, dark tower gunslinger, right? Guy exactly. When you're seeing him in the previews. That's or, kind of how they're setting him up. Or most gunslingers you see in in westerns and stuff like that. Clint Eastwood, yeah. these kind of guys. That's kind of what I was thinking it was going to be. But uh, rider. But it's good. It's good. I'm glad. Yeah. Melissa, what was your hit? My hit was the first thing that struck me about the whole episode, and that was the way the photography and the lighting was directed. I don't know who Mm -hmm. the DP was on that, but the lighting, the sepia tones, the whole Western, and then it started feeling like a newsreel sort of feel. And I really, Mm -hmm. that sort of added more to the episode than just the story for me, so... That was my hit. Oh, I couldn't. Ag- yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Especially when when Al was doing the interviews and the cameras turned on him. That that was very cool because it does. It, yeah, it framed up Morgan. But could, could well, she it framed up Morgan and and John? Yeah. But can she not yeah, clean cool. the camera lens, please? I was thinking the same thing. Hey man, get around. to have a working camera at that time. Come on. Yeah, but if you have a working camera, you probably want to take care of it. It might be like chips. Your phone after two years looked a lot <laughs> yeah. worse than that camera did. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I, Fuck you. I, like you're like I was like I shave with your phone because there were so many cracks in it. <laughs> that excruciating ad they used to have on where the guy's phone was shattered yeah. and he was gonna have to swipe yeah, across like, it. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That was Kim's phone. Yes, yes. That's funny. Um, Nothing. So, uh, Kimmy, 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 what what have you got for your 14 hits this week? I got two this week. Wow, no way. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to keep it small. But my biggest one is just the excitement of the season. And I think it feels completely different than the season's past. It feels more like The Walking Dead to me, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But I think that the production is better. The acting is a lot better with just the three characters that we had. Even the the bad guys, Leland and those guys, the acting Mm -hmm. seems much better than what we've seen in the past. So I don't know if any of that's good or not or if it'll continue that way. I'm really hoping that it will since we have a whole new production team. Um, And they're in a brand new location this year. They're out of Mexico and into Texas so um, uh, my fingers are crossed that everything is going to continue the way that it is. Do you want my second one right now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So my second one is that there was a crossover with not only Morgan, but with three other unexpected characters, which were a total surprise to the point where when we were at the theater, I was like, are we still watching The Walking Dead or are we in the fear of The Walking Dead now? Mm. And 
Um, but I like that they kept that little piece of the episode a surprise for all of the viewers mm -hmm. because they blew Morgan out of the water when they were talking about that whole crossover. So that was just nice to see. That... Yeah, you're talking about the, the uh, goodbye roll call? Yeah. In yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was I mean, very well done. To go from the point where they were saying there will never, ever be a character crossover to now we just had four in one episode. Yeah, it was much better than all of a sudden, oh, Morgan disappeared one night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he's on another show. I mean, Which they I actually, thought would happen. They had like now, a nice don't get me wrong. Overlap. I don't consider those others to be a crossover, though. I mean, they made an appearance, but they made an appearance, a Walking Dead appearance. But it was a transition. It's still a crossover. Exactly. Well, I think I, I guess what I mean by that is for for you guys who who watched it without ads, it was like one big episode, right? Oh, yeah, it was seamless. Mm -hmm. It was seamless. It was actually very cool to watch oh, it all as, as one. Right. One episode. So yeah. I didn't really. In see... fact, it took you by surprise. You're like, well, they're still going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. We Christ. need a beer. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to get another beer. <laughs> Or some more popcorn or something. I was like, God, I can't move. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> They're still going. <laughs> Somebody take a break. <laughs> Where is that zombie that's supposed to pop out in the crowd? God damn it. That was my pee zombie. I needed to go. I was relying on him. Well, Kim, as a tribute to you, I have two. Yay! Yes, 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 I do. Um, I have two hits. That's not acceptable. Not uh, acceptable. Shuddy. Um, all right. Uh, my number one was uh, Althea and her truck. I really mm -hmm. love that character. I, I mean, I love John. Totally love John. I, I, but Althea is the character I like the most. I know you guys like mm -hmm. John. But I thought the, uh, the whole reporter aspect of her and so forth is going to be really interesting to see. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that truck was badass. I like that a lot. So that truck almost has its own personality. It's almost mm -hmm. like its own character on the show. Yes, it's yes. that big. Well, it's kind of like to me. It's it's Althea and her truck. Yep, that's the character. I mean, it's you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was that was my one of my big hits. The other one was John's line. He had one line that I just absolutely loved. It's when um, Althea gunned down all the walkers. And so forth and and john and and uh uh morgan were climbing out of the pile of the dead and uh and john yeah. looked over at the bad guy and he goes that guy was a unique kind of asshole yeah yeah. Yes, yeah that was great he said something else too he was like well, well that said, was some kind of mustard mustard yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a special mustard or some ugly, ugly mustard that's what he that said was some ugly mustard but yeah that was good he was like hey he was a special kind of asshole Oh, those are great. Uh, I can't great wait line. to see him next week. Yep, yep. All right, Stu, you going to take us into negative town? <sighs> Have to do it. Sorry. My miss was how easily Alicia got the drop on Al. Like, here she is in this big vehicle. Yes, maybe she's relied on this big vehicle. But it's not just actually Alicia. It's that, that two separate occasions within a day, someone got the drop on Al. Yeah. 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 You know, first the the guys that sneak up on her. Yeah. And then she trusts Alicia that's in the middle of the street. Well, the thing about that is though, she got so close to him or her. Why would she get so close to her? Well, she depends on that truck. That truck is her safety. Right. And, and with, I know. But with Alicia, what I'm saying is that when she why would she walk up so close to her? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I don't. I, I think that her toughness is all a facade. Have you never watched horror movies? I mean, god damn it! Like, you <laughs> don't get that close true. to someone. You do not see their face, especially when their hair is hanging <laughs> yes, in front of their face exactly. like the ring lady. Yeah, exactly. Coming out of your TV. Well, set. yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. They they communicated on that very well because you would have left someone in the truck as cover. Yeah. You know? yeah, I would have been like, I would have been like, I'm in the truck. This is my truck. Morgan, go check out what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah. But all three of them got out. That's why I'm saying I think that her toughness is a facade. She relies on her truck. That is her toughness. I, I Kim, and I'm without gonna, it, she's nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue with you on that a little bit. I'm gonna say that that I'm was course. shocked. No, yes. uh, me yes, too. Yes, yes, me yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. What do you say? Let me catch my breath. I, I would say, Kim, that falls more into the typical Walking Dead. Um, having a character make a stupid decision to move the plot along, I don't think that's indicative of her character. I think that was just a stupid... Uh, you know, it was just a stupid move that a character like that would not make. But so it moved the plot along. After all of what happened in that episode, that was my miss. Mm-hmm. Was that moment when she got overtaken by yeah. Alicia. Because I, I thought that was say, silly. I will say it's a stupid move if it happens once. If it happens twice, that's a problem. But they were, I think they were a little different, the two. Don't you think? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, when when the guys walked up on her, that was a little different. Yeah, she was in her own kind of camp. Right. She was on home base, and and those guys showed up, which, yeah, that was just catching her off. Sometime. That was catching her off off guard a little bit. Whereas her approach to Alicia was just not a smart move. I mean, you don't get that close to someone you don't know who's like not looking at you. I mean, she, I was like, that. I didn't even know it was Alicia, and I was like, she's probably got a freaking gun. There's no yes. way. Like, I mean, you yes. know, you can't see her hands. You at least got to see her hands. I, I don't care how that. upset you are. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. you're upset. Well, I'm going to keep driving then. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, All right. Anyways, that was, that was my miss. Melissa, what was your miss? My miss was the timeline jump. Like, I don't know mm. where I am in the space-time continuum, so I have a hard time focusing <laughs> on some some of the story because I don't know where I am in time. Right, we have to readjust. we got to yeah. readjust. Yep. That's and, not like a day-to-day thing for you, though. That's like just with this story. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, mostly with just this story. I mean, occasionally <laughs> okay. it happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do. There's some catch up that needs to happen. And I mean, it will. That's, uh, that's and what we're will. hoping is going to happen with the next episodes. But yeah, that, well, fear gave us the time jump before. Yeah. And it sucked. So, uh, but I think this is going to be different. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I have faith. I'm holding out faith that they're going to do a good job breaching the, uh, uh, the different uh, timeline that went behind them. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just have to see, but I I think that that's part of the game. I mean, I think that they really go, they will go back and tell us what happened at the dam and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. With Daniel, because mm-hmm. we don't know what happened to Daniel. Right, exactly. He's a floater. He might be a floater. I think <laughs> he's a floater. Kimmy. So my miss is basically a continuum of what I've said already. Is that. I was more excited about these three new characters than I was about the older characters. And then next week, I'm hoping we'll see Jenna Elfman appear. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a whole other character to be introduced to. But it 
worries me that they have to bring in these other actors to make this program stronger than what it was. And they didn't get unknown actors either. They got actors that people have seen before mm-hmm. on Lost and... Well, there's a lot Dharma's of people that want to get into Dharma the, and Greg. Yeah, Dharma and Greg. Thank mm-hmm. you. They, oh, it's a some, Dharma initiative. I'm like, that's lost again. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people <laughs> trying to get on the on the get into the Walking Dead world. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they they've done they've actually worked pretty hard, other than uh, Negan, uh, mm-hmm. to try and keep most of the stuff in the Walking Dead, most of the actors relatively unknown. Yeah, unknown, and I mean some of them are still known, but yeah. Um, Whereas this, yeah, it, that, they brought out, like, big hitters all out in one, one episode. Well, they kind of did that with, with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean, you know. But, but that's just one guy. Yeah, but, I mean, I think they kind of threw that mold away when they started doing that. Nonetheless. And it wasn't that successful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a good point. It was not that successful at the start either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, but I, I can't say I mind it, honestly. Hmm. I mean... All that being said, last season, season three, was very strong season. And mm-hmm. it was much better than season one and two. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that with all the changes that are going on, that it makes it a stronger show. But it just, with there being so many changes, it kind of worries me a little well, bit. Well, they, they did um, announce that this show, or this season, would be... Um, is almost a standalone season for people who haven't watched it in the past. They don't necessarily have to go back and watch the yeah. first three seasons to pick up the series, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I think in some respects they're trying to pick up these people that are walking away from The Walking Dead. And I think so, too. They're giving them a ground floor to work from. You know? Yeah. You know, a lot of people gave up on Fear of the Walking Dead early on because really it mm-hmm. wasn't very good. Um, it's a revival. It's a revival. Yeah, but now you've got a whole group of people that are mass exodus from um the walking dead and they're giving them an opportunity to pick up fear of the walking dead at the ground floor in essence a new right. a new timeline so you know i i, I you know because when i when i saw that they were bringing all these new actors in and so forth like that i was thinking to myself boy this show doesn't need a reboot yeah but at the same time having watched this first episode i'm 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 excited about it well, it may not have needed it, but it does help. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> it actually is. Yeah, I mean, it's enter- it's definitely entertaining, and I've, I'm happy with the first episode, so we'll yeah. see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. My miss was, I think for the first time, not to be found. I did not have what? a miss. What? You don't have one? I don't have a miss. Oh, wow. You didn't have a miss at I all? I did not have a miss. I loved it. You're serious? Loved it. Loved it. I loved it even more the second time I watched it. Wow. I really did. That's pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Melissa. I know you were waiting for Negative Town to come out, but... Mm-mm. Wow. Mm. I'm actually very much in shock. He's yeah. going to think, he's gonna think of something, and he'll... He'll want to add it back later. Well, yeah, there he, is will, this. he will. He will. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> he'll tell you at work tomorrow. <laughs> I wish I said this. Oh, what was I thinking? I didn't get to see Nick's bad hair. I'm so sad. That'll be there. Oh, be there. there you go, Scott. You could use that one. No, Melissa's that's Melissa's. No, Melissa rails against Nick's bad hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. They you still saw it for like a split second. They still have conditioner in the zombie apocalypse. They do. 
They do. Well, they have soap and above clothes anything. that fit. And clothes that fit. Yeah. Right. Everybody else can manage to have good hair. Jesus, Why Nick's running he? around in Dale's clothes, for God's sakes. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what, Melissa? If you're going for pharmaceuticals, you have someone that's going to be battling you. Nick. Yes. I don't want the same stuff he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he can have all the opioids. I want all the, well, the mood enhancers. Maybe you guys are good friends, then. They get along. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. help each other out. Dude, I'll trade you some of this for exactly. some of happy pills. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Very nice, very nice. So, do we have some listener comments, you guys? Yes, we do. Oh, I'm, I'm first on this. Okay. <laughs> we Heart TWD said, and that's off Twitter, uh, loved the crossover. I loved how the episode was very gray, like, the old, like an old Western, which is what Mel- Melissa was saying. Uh, I'm loving the dynamics of the three characters together, wondering what's up with Alicia and company. Seriously. As everyone is. Fan Mom said, I love Morgan, so I am down with any episodes that feature him. I also found John Dory to be weirdly endearing. I think he's going to be one of my new favorite characters. He's one of mine, especially when he brought up Dory like the fish. Oh, yeah. Immediately, I was like, I love you. I heart you. It took me a minute to catch on that what that was about. Um, that was great. That was a great line. Let's see. We Heart the Walking Dead is back again for another comment. Um, I wonder about Laura. I fear John will find her, but she'll be a walker. Uh, I even thought maybe she's see? not real, and he hallucinated her. Um, mm. It sounded like he was in the cabin by himself for a while when she showed up. And what if Alicia and company are the villains? I'm so wondering what happened to them that they lure people out onto the road. I also think the 51 flag will come into play. That's right. Oh, you know, that, that's true. Those. They brought that up. They yep. brought that up. That And we've been seeing, or she said, we've been seeing those markers around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think we saw any other one than, other than the 51. Uh, yeah, we did. There was one other. We did? Yeah, early on. I'm trying to remember where I saw it. Uh, At the trailer park, there were two, weren't there? I know I there was the one. I know were they was, always a white flag with the number on it. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, with a line under it or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I know I saw it somewhere else earlier in the episode. Anyway, doesn't matter. Cash Cooper, who is this guy? Oh my Cash. god, Cash, who was on our episode um, last night, said solid episode. I liked how the three new characters were introduced and given story threads to build on. Fully engaging episode that didn't make me miss the main characters a whole uh, a whole lot, but it was a good twist to have them capture the new folks. I think we're in for a good season. Can't wait to meet this season's big bad. Hmm. Nice. Who's it gonna be, Madison? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Devane is <laughs> responding to Cash, I guess. When she With? wrote in. Do you mean Big Bad Madison? Okay, that's just weird. Total coincidence. I did not see this beforehand. Devane went on to say, Can't wait to see what happened. Perfect introduction for John and Althea. Althea clearly hates the Paul Simon song, You Can Call Me Al, and corrects John with Althea, actually. Here we go. Nice. I'm loving it. Nice. I'm loving it. Emily Veltkamp said, "Um, Already a fan of Garrett Delahunt's character. The man could read a phone book and make me make it entertaining. Great episode. <laughs> Makes me hopeful that, that this season will be a good step forward for fear. 
Me too. <laughs> Mark Lavarnoise said uh, he seems a taco short <laughs> of a combination <laughs> platter. So he and Morgan <laughs> should make a good team. Does he? Does he name his guns? Is the one missing named Laura? See, thought bubble. Uh, <laughs> Mark, that's good. I could go for a taco right now. I know. Really, that'd be good. Paige Vaughn said, "Hey everyone, so glad to be back giving feedback." Hey Paige. Although I enjoyed the fear premiere, I was a little disappointed. The whole reason I watch is because I enjoy its cast, and we barely got to see them. I definitely understand integrating Morgan into the show, but wish that they, but wish that could have been half the episode versus the entire. I will say I'm excited about the new characters because I've enjoyed both actors in other series. Lastly, I hope we get answers on how the group got back together since we last saw them. Yeah, and I think yes. Paige, Paige will get enough uh, enough of a fill of the uh, of the original cast. I think coming forward, going forward, so yeah, we'll be seeing a lot of them. Carol Blair said, "Liked it. Love to see our Walking Dead people in the beginning, and I liked the new characters, but wanted to see our original cast." And Carol, I think we will be seeing a good bit of them. I don't think you'll be. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed going forward. So, any more comments we got out there, Kimmy? Nope, that's it. All right. So next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, another day in the diamond. A troubled survivor finds allies in an unexpected place. The life Madison has fought to build comes to comes under threat. Ah, so whoever the big bad guy is will be making an appearance very shortly. Yeah. Hmm. So evidently Mad Madison has built a uh, kingdom of some sort that we're going to find out. I'm telling you, Puma. Got a Puma. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she has a Jerry. Now that I would be so. cool. Yeah. I wonder if they have Cobbler. Nick is her Jerry. <laughs> she needs a Jerry. Jerry. Oh, by the way, we didn't even mention it on, on, on our The Walking Dead podcast, but Jerry talking to King Ezekiel saying, that's a shit. That ain't shit. You know, just going I'm on. Yeah, doing yeah. shit. That doesn't yeah. mean shit. We're not going to lose shit. And he's like, Jerry. And then they, and they do they the fist, fist bump. bump. Yeah. He's like, bump it. That was awesome. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was uh, very good. Nice. scary he's going to cut his hand off trying to sharpen that battle axe, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerry, you got to be careful, man. Safety first. <sighs> so if you would like to write to us about Fear the Walking Dead or The Walking Dead, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. And we would like to thank Melissa for being on the show tonight. Thank, thank you, Melissa. Thank Thanks, you. Melissa. You can come My back pleasure. anytime. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody.